0: It on the rebound, and the Panthers win it in overtime, 2-1 the final. Welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Essex ends it straight ahead, Barkov has room, cruises in, Barkov makes a movie he scores! Here are your hosts, Jamison Olive and Doug Plagans. Hey everybody, welcome into Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers, the 46th edition of Territory Talk. So a big thank you, whether you're tuning in for the first time or the 46th time, thanks for making Territory Talk uh, part of your day today. And well, Doug Plagins here with you as always, alongside Jameson Olive from FloridaPanthers.com. Fresh off a Panthers five-game road trip, didn't get the results they were looking for on that road trip, most recently coming off a 5-1 loss to the Montreal Canadiens. We'll get to thought. Thoughts on that here in just a moment from Jameson and I. But first, we have thoughts from Mike Hoffman, from Alexander Barkov, from Panthers head coach Bob Bugner right here on the last game of that road trip and on the road ahead. Panthers playing some tough opponents coming up here.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's frustrating. Obviously we wanted to come into this this building and this game and uh, have a shot first mentality and we definitely did that. I mean we could have very easily had three, four or five goals and their goalie made a few good saves, we didn't really capitalize on, on some of the chances and uh, you know that's the story of the night. I mean it's it's tough right now, seven seven losses in a row, but like we played a hello a game right now and I mean we just need to keep doing that and believe because uh, we're going to get our bounces, and uh, if we play that way, we're going to get our chances, and we just need to bury them. Uh, can't feel sorry for ourselves. There's uh, um, some good teams waiting for us back uh, uh, in Florida on, on Friday, and uh, um, we got a tough uh, schedule on the way in. we just got to find a way to beat a good team, and uh, um, I think one win will do a lot of good for this team and it will get some confidence back. And, and uh, But I'm proud of the way they battled tonight, and uh, I don't have a lot of negatives to pull out of that game.
0: And Bob Bugner right there saying can't take much negative from that last game against Montreal, that last game of the five-game road trip, and Jameson going into that game, the plan from the outset was to put as many pucks on anti Niemi as possible. The Panthers had a season-high 53 shots on net in that game. Anti Niemi that's a guy who's had a long career. He's won a Stanley Cup. He's had some big seasons, playing kind of a, a backup role now, sharing the crease with Carey Price, but he's had a long career, and that was the most saves he's ever had in a game. It was a 52 save performance for him. He stood on his head, and he was the most important member of the Montreal Canadiens on that particular night. But uh, the Panthers, they did what they wanted to do, and they were consistent in doing that. And that was putting as many pucks on the Montreal net as possible. And unfortunately for them, Antti Niemi made 52 saves. Yeah, like like you said, uh, he's the first star of the night, and uh, it's really tough because those are the games that you,
2: you know if this team was in a playoff spot right now, you could happily tip your hat and say, you know, the goaltender beat us tonight. You got to give it to him, uh, which some guys did the- after the game. But it's hard to accept that just given where this team is at right now i know that's a tough pill to swallow when it, you know you just do need that one win like bob bugner said to get you know back on track and you know get that good feeling back in the locker room and then you know anti Niemi out there comes out and just you know steals it from you and like you said they executed the game plan they wanted uh it's the game plan they, they had in vancouver the night before they couldn't execute they couldn't get all those shots on goal then they go out the next game in montreal they do it perfectly same result still can't get the two points so for the team it seems like Right now, it's kind of like an old cartoon where, you know, things are flooding and keep poking the holes. They keep fixing one thing and then water's coming in somewhere else where they seems like they really can't get it all going in the same direction at the same time for all these little things. Uh, we'll get to it a little bit later. But Mike Matheson talked about you know, all the little details that are adding up to this streak right now. The Panthers are in um, and kind of what they need to do to get back into that. So just looking at the game as a whole too, another great start for the Panthers. I mean, earlier uh, you know, this month, that was the biggest thing heard in the Panthers. They came out, they they, they fell down one nothing in a lot of games on this trip. They were uh, they were leading after the first in a lot of these games games uh, three out of the last four games they held opponents to six or fewer shots in the first period fantastic first 20 minutes of play that it's they just you know then after that they couldn't build off that they couldn't keep that going so like I said if it's not something it's something else but this team clearly knows what they need to do they've talked about it a time you heard them their voices there
0: they know the game plan they know the blueprint they just got to go out and execute and in that uh, Montreal game consistent really you, the, the key going in was going to be the start of the game and you know with the Bell Center so much energy in there the Montreal Canadiens, even though they played the night before even though they had an emotional game the night before that went the distance in Boston into overtime. Montreal did win that game. Uh, even though they were the team that was not as rested in uh, in that contest, you, you figured that they were going to come out with a big push early. They tend to do that at the Bell Center. The Panthers knew that was coming. They were ready for it. They didn't give up much at all in that first period of play. They had the one nothing lead uh, after one period of action, and they had 16 shots on goal in that first period. And what they do, they followed it up with 16 shots in the second, and then they followed it up with another 21 shots in the third period of play. So the offensive uh, push the Panthers were putting forth was really consistent in that game, and especially in the in the late stages of the contest, they threw everything at, uh, at Anthony Niemi. But uh, again, a, a consistent offensive push throughout that game uh, just weren't able to solve Anti Niemi. Yeah, it's, it's something you'll see coming up quite a bit. I already saw some people talking about today
2: is, you know, uh, especially in the world of analytics these days, there's always that quality over quantity, things like that. Obviously, the Panthers had outshot the, the Canadians by a wide margin. But if you look at, you know, the shots in the slot, the high danger chances canadians got a ton of those actually shot outshot the panthers there and it's not just you know you know breaking through the defense getting into the slot and you know getting those shots right on the doorstep uh a lot of those high danger chances are rebound attempts and two of the the first three goals they have scored yesterday one was a a direct rebound attempt one was a shot that banked off the backboard we'll call that a rebound attempt so for the panthers right now it seems like yes they're getting a lot of those shots but they're not getting those second and third chances bob boogner's talked about that those rebound chances those bodies in front those you know those winning those one-on-one battles in the slot getting those rebounds getting those deflections uh Something I know they've talked about. Something they want to get better at. So obviously, you know, firing all the shots on goal is a huge recipe for success. But if you get the second and third chances, that's when you're putting away the goals. That's when you're winning the games. So that's another one of the things we like. We talked about that. You know, I'm sure they'll you know try to improve improve upon going forward. But uh, overall, that was just you know a, a tough way to end the road trip. And uh, to hear Bob Buechner say, you know, going into this game uh, come up coming on Friday against the Leafs, that uh, one win could get this team back on track and kind of just get a good feeling back in the room. And I, I, I firmly believe that just for the sense that you saw what happened last year. This is a young team, young leadership, a lot of young talent. Uh, they they kind of go with the ebbs and flows. When this team's on a hot streak, you feel how hot they are. You feel it out there. You see it out there. And when it's cold, uh, you, you see the guys fighting it. You see the kind of – it weighs on them a bit. I mean, this is a team that's been playing catch-up now for almost two months just for, from the start they had this season. It, it, that, that takes a toll. So for these guys, I think you just need to get that good feeling back in the room and take it – You know, like I said, we'll talk about this a bit later with, Mike Math- uh, with, with a clip from Mike Matheson. But just take it game by game and just start building the best you can.
0: And you had that. That feeling in the Montreal game that had the Panthers been able to get one in the second period or the third period to, to just tack on another one that it could have changed the entire hockey game. You get one that could have turned into two or three the way that uh, the way that they were pressuring. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't in the cards that night, but just a, a quick look ahead. The Panthers will have the Toronto Maple Leafs coming up Friday at 7. That is military appreciation night, but a big Atlantic Division matchup when the Panthers take on Toronto, and that's a Toronto team that uh, certainly has a lot of offense, and the Panthers go off to the road for Saturday night, 8 o'clock Eastern. They'll be at the Nashville Predators on Saturday. Then it's back to the BB&T Center last game before the break on Monday when the Panthers host the San Jose Sharks, who've been a red-hot team out in the Western Conference as well. That's going to be a 7 o'clock face-off. So 954-835-PUCK Panthers.com, Ticketmaster.com to get all your tickets. But the consistent offensive attack will need to continue in these games coming up because these are teams that are going to have a consistent offensive attack of their own. And you look at teams like Nashville and, and uh, San Jose, teams that have some uh, pretty staunch defense as well. Yeah, these are tough games. They're, they're, the, the Panthers
2: got to find a way to get a, a points in a couple of these games just to get that good feeling going into the break because I think the Panthers are going to be a completely different team coming out of the break, and not only because that's what they did last year coming out of the Ulster break. You know, they're, I, I'm not saying they're going to be 25-8-3. That was you know incredible. That's incredibly hard to duplicate, but just simply for the fact that it seems like Vincent trocheck's going to be coming back to this team right Huge, out of that break. emotional lift. It's, yep. it's, it's, it's a little bit everything. It, 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 that helps the defense. It helps everyone. I mean, this guy that plays 20 minutes a night, that's going to take the pressure off guys like Henrik Borsham, Jared McCann, guys that, that I think have done pretty good filling in for him, but that'll just make them that much better having him back. It's going to take some weight off Alexander Barkov. Obviously, you see it out there. He's been doing a lot of heavy lifting for this team, as you'd expect, being you know the captain, the star player, the top line center. And I, I just think it's going to give this team a huge boost. So you just got to get as close as you can before he comes back. And then, like we said, hope for the best, take it game by game. And uh, I've been teasing it a bit here. Uh, as I did, we had a chance to talk to Mike Matheson in Montreal. Uh, before the game, he talked about how the team uh, had a team meeting that morning um you know like I said went over all the little details looked at all the areas they need to prove on kind of segmented you know the road ahead to see what they need to do but uh just looking at that uh I asked, I asked to follow up there the best thing you can do is take it game by game so here's Mike Matheson on the, the road ahead for the Florida Panthers
1: well I think we you know we had a, a meeting uh, this morning uh, being pretty frank about where we are and um and why we're there and and where our game's at and what we need to get better at. And so, um, you know, it's pretty easy at this point in the season to to get down and... and you know almost give up in a sense but that's that's not the the group that we have in our locker room where you, you saw it last year you know we, a lot of people have written us off and um, we went on a huge run to get back into the conversation and almost back into the playoffs so uh, we know we have it in us and we're, we're definitely not giving up hundred percent yeah you, you can't look too far ahead you, you can't uh, look at the fact that we need to win you know whatever amount of games in the next whatever amount of games you just need to focus on each game at a time and uh, it sounds very cliche but it's really the only way to do it you need to really break it down and and that's what we did this morning spoke about the the small areas of our game that need to get better And, and and that's the only way to get back on the right track
0: so, Mike Matheson, Panthers defenseman, right there, talking about the approach to these upcoming games, and going back to the question that you posed to him, Jamison. It's a, it's a situation where uh, you don't want to look further ahead than I guess uh, the moment that you're in right there. For the Panthers, this is truly going to be a take it game by game, period by period, shift by shift approach, and and that's just the way you have to break it down. Go out and uh, take care of the business, and and see how uh, see how things go from there, and it all gets going with that seven o'clock game Friday night right here at the BB. He center against Toronto yeah like you said a game what you
2: do in game 75 doesn't matter if you lose games 60 through 68 you know you can't keep looking that far ahead you got to take it game by game like you said shift by shift period by period put together I mean here comes the big cliche put together that full 60 just get out there get a good win get a good feeling back in the room and just kind of go from there because uh, you look around the room and we saw it you know after all these after all these games I, well, I, I saw it myself you're up, you're up in the radio booth doing your thing out there post game but you know me Randy Muller in the locker room post game these these guys care these guys are hurting. You see it on their faces. They know the expectations they had coming to the season. They know what not only the external expectations, the internal expectations. These guys expected a lot of themselves. A lot of guys coming off career years. A lot of guys still having you know in great individual years. But uh, if you ask any of those guys, you know Jonathan Huberto, Alexander Barkov, uh, Mike Hoffman, who has you know been fantastic people this year, all of them will say, you know, they just want the wins. They want the points. They want to get back in this. They want to get that good feeling. They want to start you know pushing that ball forward, going you know, climbing back up the standings, climbing that mountain and uh this this is a team that's not going to quit like mike 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 matheson said uh, this is a team that's going to play you know down to the bone up to game 82 and then after that you know when the dust settles they'll look at the standings and say you know where are we do we make it where are we standing because that's exactly what they did last year they just played it out to the end even in that last game when they knew they were out of it they went out they gave it their all they won the game they finished with 96 points and uh they went to the offseason you know despite losing missing the playoffs feeling pretty good about themselves Uh, so for the panthers it's not a you know it's just about getting that good feeling i've said that a lot today
0: but that's something this team needs something this team will feed off of and it's something I think the fans will feed off of. One win can turn into uh, many more and it's a team like you said that did see what it takes late last season to really go day by day and and get on that get on that run and uh, you know you just kind of get on that moment and see what happens but the uh, Panthers will get things going again Friday night against the Toronto Maple Leafs it's going to be at the BB&T Center it's military appreciation night 954-835-PUCK Panthers.com, Ticketmaster.com for tickets and then Saturday the Panthers in Nashville for an 8 Eastern face-up off against the Predators. First of two matchups this season between the Panthers and Nashville. And then the first two matchups this season between the Panthers and the Sharks will be uh, Monday night at seven at the BBT Center. So you don't want to miss that. That's the last game before the break. So that's what's coming up for the Panthers. And speaking of uh, coming up, some prospects uh, for the Panthers, Jamison, that uh, have uh, continued to uh, receive a lot of praise across the hockey world. Yeah, you know me, I'm I'm Mr. Prospect Guy, and this isn't just a
2: takeaway from, you know, what's on the ice now this is to you know when you look at a hockey team you have to look at the big picture cuz that's what this team does they don't look at season by season they look at you know we want to be a great team for the next 10 20 30 years you know you know do what the red wings do and you know make the playoffs for 20 plus straight seasons and in order to do that you have to have good prospects you have to have a good pipeline and uh, just looking around i mean i've been a fan of the panthers pipeline now for a couple seasons i think they have had a couple great drafts in a row top to bottom you know 1 to 7 just took incredible drafts and now they're starting to get recognized we saw that the world juniors with Alexi Heponiemi Denisenko. you know tied for the, the teams, uh, the tournament scoring lead, and uh, now uh, some some lists are starting to come out now because obviously that's kind of a big marker in the uh, you know the prospect world in hockey. And uh, TSN just released their uh, report for you know the top 50 uh, prospects currently under NHL team control, and the Panthers had uh, four guys on that list, three in the top 20, including Denisenko at second overall, which is just incredible. So you had Denisenko, you had Heppeniemi there, you had Nolas second round pick last year, he was there. Owen Tippett was there, and then Corey Promin on the opposite side of things. Obviously, things are always going to differ. Uh, he's a the main prospect writer for The Athletic, he had uh, Owen Tippett as one of three prospects on financial teams he considers elite, just three in the entire NHL. And he had Owen Tippett there. So, regardless of, uh, like I said, it's going to be different on lists. You'll see one guy at one, one guy at 10, blah, blah, blah. They're going back and forth. But the fact of the matter is, all these guys are now appearing on these lists. And I don't think the Panthers have ever had this many guys on this many lists simply for the fact that all their young talent, a lot of the times, whether it was, uh, you know, they were picking so early, the guy was NHL ready, or maybe this the guy had to be NHL ready, or they were late bloomers. Uh, obviously, Trochik, a late bloomer, Barkov, a guy that would, you know, Went right to the NHL. Ekblad right to the NHL. Guys like that. Now, because you have those guys over right there, you have these guys now kind of marinating, kind of developing down there. And uh, I think you see the strides they're making. And it's great now that all these guys are starting to get kind of national recognition before they're even here. So I know I'm excited about that. You know, a couple of these guys, maybe next year, a couple two years down the road, a couple three years down the road. But uh, that, that's the thing. As long as every year you have, you know, that pipeline pumping out guys, you'll be fine. right
0: now, it looks like the pipeline's you know flourishing. And you look at that group of players that you just mentioned, forwards, but. All guys that bring a different skill set to the table. All guys that do different things. Alexi niemi you know, he's a, he's a playmaker out there, and he uh, he does so much in the offensive end. And then you've got uh, you know big strong forwards like uh, like Tippett and, and Sarah Noel, who you mentioned, and and uh, and also a guy like Dennis Sanko. I mean, we've seen some of the some of the highlights uh, you know online from uh, from his games over in Russia and just what he's been able to do uh, as far as the the moves and and the you know the uh, bag of tricks that he has. I guess as far as his offensive repertoire. So the Panthers, you mentioned four forwards that are in that top 50 on that TSN, TSN ranking, but all guys that bring a different skill set, different set of attributes to the table.
2: And we can't even forget. I mean, those are the, the younger guys, but then you have a guy like Sam Montembeau. Uh, this this franchise is a uh, top goaltending prospect, 22 years old down in Springfield. He's about to head to the AHL All-Star Game. He's having a good season down there. So you have him. And when you look at defense, there's I mean, so many of this teams, young you know, defensemen that are currently in the NHL are young. You have Mike Mathis in early 20s. Aaron Eckblad's only 22 uh, uh, Keith Yandel's the, the veteran, but he's locked up for a long time. And the way he plays, he can play for a long time. He can be that Brian Campbell, you know, on the blue line, holding it down for a while. Ian uh, McCaussian just made his season debut. He's a young guy. Mackenzie Weager's a young guy. Uh, so they already have so many of their young defensemen already here. And then you have a guy like Max Gildon, University of New Hampshire, a third round pick a couple of years ago. I'm a huge fan of his. I consider him the top D prospect in the organization right now. He's a guy that I think, you know, maybe the next two, three years will start getting a lot more recognition than he does get now. But uh, like I said, overall, it seems like there's just, you know, uh, there's, there's just excitement everywhere in the prospect pip- pipeline no matter where you look. And, uh, it's a really good thing.
0: Great to have that. So the Panthers, of course, uh, just looking ahead here, Panthers and Toronto coming up on Friday at seven. And then the Panthers in Nashville, Saturday, at eight Eastern. And then it's back to the BB and T center, seven o'clock Monday night, Panthers and the San Jose sharks for the home games at the BB and T center for this 25th anniversary season. Nine, five, four, eight, three, five puck, Florida, panthers.com ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. And I just want to give a, a quick shout out to, I mean, like I said, we were, we were just on the road together, uh
2: Eight days, I believe, five games. Uh, I left my voice in somewhere in Canada. If you've been listening this whole time and have been wondering, adjusting your dials, that is not our equipment. That is just my voice. Uh, a couple of us got the sniffles on the road there. Doug Plagins somehow avoided it. I don't know. Everyone he was hanging out with, there's the knock on wood. Uh, he's a professional. He can't let that happen. But um, a couple, I, a couple stops we went to I had a chance to go meet some great fans. Popped down to the plaza level, you know, pregame, um, and it was just great to see so many Panther fans on the road. Whether they you know, are Panther fans that live abroad and, you know, just happen to be in Canada, but also a Panther fan or Panther fans that, you know, made the trip. Um, I, I I just think that's great to see, you know, it's just a Barkov jersey you know, in Edmonton, uh, you know, a Huberto jersey in Montreal. Obviously, he's a, he's a fan favorite there to begin with, but I, I just really enjoy that, and I enjoy seeing so many people, you know, the passion spread throughout South Florida. We talk about one territory, but obviously this thing's expanding. Uh, the Panthers getting recognition from all over the U.S. and Canada, and so anyone that shot me a DM, anyone that asked me to, you know, come say hi, there was a couple of you out there. Thanks again for doing that. I love meeting you all. And anytime I'm out on the road or even at home, keep doing that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk Panthers. It's a great time.
0: We always love bumping into people and, uh, and especially hearing that uh, people have gone and checked out Territory Talk. We thank everybody who goes and listens to uh, Territory Talk. Again, whether you're tuning in today for the first time or the 46th time, we thank you very much. And you can go and check out the old episodes as well. The archived editions, those are available on Spotify, not just for music anymore, folks. You can listen to your favorite song, then you can listen to Territory Talk or you can go to Google Play, you can go to iTunes, you can go to SoundCloud, all these different places, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find Territory Talk. And, uh, so we appreciate uh, very much, everybody, for tuning in out there, and uh, we look forward to meeting even more of you as uh, as we go along here. But uh, big thanks for tuning in today. Again, the Panthers home on Friday against the Toronto Maple Leafs at 7 o'clock off to the road Saturday at 8 in Nashville, back home Monday to take on San Jose at the BB&T Center, 954-835-POC, FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. We will see you at the BB&T Center Friday night when the Panthers take on the Leafs. It's Military Appreciation Night, so we hope to see you out there. Doug, it's also a Flashback Friday. It is a Flashback Friday. Slap bracelets given away.
2: Which I am a big fan of slap bracelets. Military-themed slap bracelets. Um, I already got one, you know, because I got it's, it's the one perk you know, I get here is being able to get those awesome giveaways a bit early. Uh, I'll post a photo of it on Twitter, you know, probably tomorrow. It, it, it's a
0: great gift, and it's something I, I know I had a lot of in the 90s. So be sure to uh, get out here early and get your slap bracelet for a Flashback Friday on uh, Friday night. Every Friday night, Panthers game throughout this 25th anniversary season is a Flashback Friday, so we hope to see you out there coming up on Friday evening. For Jameson Olive, I'm Doug Plaggins. Thanks again for checking out Territory Talk today, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. For all your Panthers news and information, follow FLA Panthers on Twitter.